We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 106 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I've been around the video game industry for a very long time at places like Pixelkin and IGN. I'm also the mom of a five-year-old. I am joined by Regina McMenemy, who is from the Geek Embassy, author of the forthcoming book Mothering the Game, and the mother of a three-year-old. Hi, Regina. Hi. Winter's here. Winter's Not that we're going to talk about it on the show, but it's right. here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh you know what you should i'm, I'm gonna introduce steven and then <laughs> we can okay. get to this a little bit so <laughs> joined by steven dutzman who is editor and founder of engagementwithgaming.com and the father of three how was that steven was that excited enough for you yeah i was actually excited i feel i feel a little bit better okay <laughs> that's only because i prefaced it with game of thrones you realize that right so i led that in there for you to kind of sneak it in so she'd be all happy Whatever. when she introduced you know you. what if, You'll take if, it. Game of, Thro Game of Thrones can be my fluff girl, if that's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what Regina was referring to is last night we recorded an, a first episode of the Geek Embassy Watches Game of Thrones. We had an awesome time. It's going to be out Friday, is that right, Friday. Regina? Friday, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We actually, yeah. like, I could have talked for another <laughs> two hours. I was so <laughs> mad at myself because I stopped this recording and then we launched into this whole discussion about Littlefinger that really yeah. should have been on the show. And I was like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be next, <laughs> our next episode. I don't even, yeah. I don't even, I know. it's going to be gonna nuts. Have three episodes to I talk know. about, so yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> So so anyhow, so we did that last night, so I've got that out of my system a little bit, so I don't have to yeah. do it so much here. Right. Um, so big parenting news for me is we went to Disneyland over the weekend. It was super cool, awesome, and I had a wonderful time. She also, the last two days we were there, was more hyper than I have ever seen her in her life. It was insane. Like, some, like... It was like she had been injected with crack or something. She would be like <laughs> spinning around, spinning around and like singing and nonsensical stuff and telling jokes that she thinks are funny. Uh, and then she thinks that we like them because we're laughing at her laughing. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was really a trip. She liked, um, Pretty much all of the rides. She still she doesn't like being in the dark, uh, which is still her thing. So the few rides that we went on that were in the dark, uh, she didn't like at all. Uh, one of which being Space Mountain. She loved all the roller coasters except for Space Mountain. And I think she would have loved it had it not been in the dark. Uh, mm. So and then we got um, surprise on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Like my husband was like looking up all the descriptions and telling me what they were before we went on there. And he's like, yeah, it's one of these motion things you know, motion similar things. And I, I think like, oh, okay. That's one of the things where a lot of people sit on like a, like a, a metal platform. board. Yeah. A metal platform and it tips from side to side and it shakes mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So no, that is not what the Guardians of the Galaxy ride was. I was sort of like, I was going to ask him to read the description again once we got online because it's in a really tall building. Um, so yeah, so as soon as we started, <laughs> they like closed the doors to the thing and I'm like, okay, they're going to turn us around. They're going to be a screen there. 
But no, we shot up into the air, and as soon as I felt the sort of hang time, I'm like, oh my god, this is effing Tower of Terror. This <laughs> I'm just like, and it was it's a it's a free fall ride, it, bro. It is, yes, not just once, not just once. It's like four times you go up and down and up and down. Anna was terrified. Apparently, she was holding Isaac's hand. Uh, you know, she was in between us. She was holding Isaac's hand. In the other hand, she had the side of my shirt just clutch in a fist. Um, and I had my eyes closed. I did not have time to prepare for that type of ride. I've written that type of ride before, and I'm okay with that. But I was not expecting it, so it was it was a little bit of a of a shock, which uh, Isaac thinks is so funny. Oh, you closed your eyes the whole time. I'm like, I was not expecting this. Um, and even the, the story behind why that ride is appropriate for Guardians of the Galaxy is really, really sort of tenuous. I think uh, it, it was much more, it would be much more suited to Spider-Man um, than Guardians of mm. the Galaxy. But, uh, you know, as, as you would go up, it would stop um, for like a few seconds and you would see like, you know, a screen of rocket or somebody doing something. And then one of the times it stops and it opens a window, uh, like out into the real world, just so you can see how high you actually are (laughs) before dropping again. So, um, but yes, she didn't like that one either. I was, uh, at first I was like, I wouldn't have gone on that if I had known what it was, but honestly, you know, I've gone on rides like that before. Um, but all in all, really good time. We stayed at the hotel that is right in the center of the park, so it's super easy to just go from get park. Go. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to like get up at crazy early hours to do that. Um, but yeah, so so it was fun. We left on. We had to get up really early on Friday to go to the airport. We came back um, on Monday, and, uh, and yeah, it was awesome. Have either cool. of you guys done that with the children? Disneyland no. or, no. or Disney World, Stephen, I probably would be closer for you. Probably, yeah. yeah. We have not. What's troubling? So here's what happens. My mom has made it this dream of hers uh-huh. for all the whole family to go. Uh huh. Um and um you know, and that sounds great, and we like buy into it, and then it's like oh, and then we have another kid, and it's like okay, so let's put it off a couple more years because we don't want to bring any babies, right? And we just keep having more children in the family. Uh, so like okay. me and so I can say that me and Jenna are no longer causing that problem because right. <laughs> that is not a that particular party is shut down. Yes. However, my brother had a baby a year and a half ago, uh, and now my sister is pregnant. So uh, um, we keep pushing it back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know. But eventually we will. I went when I was like thirteen, and I've only been once. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that it's was... It's expensive, and we live in Connecticut. Yeah. It's not, like, a hop for us. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, it was it was funny. Like, we would see people with really, really little kids there. And we, I mean, we waited till now to do it because we wanted Anna to be able to remember it and appreciate it and all that kind of stuff. But I saw lots of teeny tiny little babies, like, probably three or four months at the oldest. And then also, which was amazing to me because it was super hot when we were there, it was, like almost 90 degrees and sunny, not a cloud in the sky, no breeze, nothing like that. It was so hot. And I saw like a bunch of pregnant women walking around Uh. and I was like, how the hell do you do that? Like (laughs) I would have been dead. Like I just, I'm like, wow. (laughs) I was just in awe. So, um, I thought about that when you said you weren't going and it was 
the end of July. I was like, yeah. oh boy, yeah. that's gonna be. Hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, you expect. But if that you were to staying, happen. so you were staying in the park, so yeah, uh, that makes it easier. So you can just kind of you know go yeah. cool off in your hotel if you get overheated in the afternoon or something. But, yeah, we yeah. did not do that, <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, we were in the the section where you could get to both of the parks fairly easily, um, but it's not like right next door. Like right. there is there is a walk. There's this area called Downtown Disney that separates the two. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of a walk, um, but through that area, it's like a big mall uh, that's outside and has some Disney branding in it. Um, so that was cool. Anna got to meet uh, all these characters that she loved, like. Uh, we, we waited in line, like, there's this thing where you don't, Mickey doesn't really walk around anymore, like, he's really, really rare to see him, and that's, that's who she wanted to meet, so there's this little, um, Toontown area where you have Mickey's house, and Minnie's house, and Goofy's house, and they're all sort of furnished with funny stuff, and, and that's, you, Mm -hmm. like, you go through them, and then you get into a line to wait to, to meet them, and so that's what we did. For Mickey, it wasn't so bad. It was only like 15 minutes. It was one, one of my friends was like, you got to wait in line to meet Mickey. And like, I'm just like horrified thinking it's going to be like an hour or something like that. <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. And so she That's was good. super excited. Yeah. Um, and then she met um, Chip and Dale, which she didn't know anything about uh, before this trip. Now she loves them. I, I looked up on YouTube some of the old, the old, oh, old God. original Donald Duck cartoons where Chip and Dale were in. And, like, the first two I watched were completely fine. <laughs> but then there was one. Um, it was with Mickey and not with Donald. Um, and, like, Pluto was, like, on to Chip and Dale. You know, they're always kind of causing problems. But at one point, Pluto gets his nose stuck in the end of a rifle. And it goes off for some reason. I mean, he doesn't get hurt or anything. It just sort of gets knocked back. But for some reason, the rifle goes off. But then Chippendale, like, push a bottle of ketchup off of a shelf onto Pluto so it looks like he's got blood all over himself. Oh. And Mickey comes running in like, oh, my God, what happened? I was like, wow, yeah. I didn't, you know. Yeah. Guns and and blood and stuff. And maybe I should have watched more of these but you know yeah. i just um, i remember them you know and you know when we were growing up yeah. that was like whatever you know nothing yeah. completely completely that was normal. completely different yeah. aesthetic than it is now just completely yeah. different yeah. yeah so anyhow but she should be watching chippendales rescue rangers she is not watching chippendales rescue rangers whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. why not <laughs> well we don't have regular cable which means we don't have the disney channel and Disney stuff is not on Amazon or Netflix without having to pay for it. To pay for it, yeah. yeah. If you have Hulu, they have some some of the Disney stuff. Yeah, on Hulu. we we do not have Hulu mm. either. So um, yeah, so that's why she's not watching it. So she's <laughs> all right, all right. So it's be, so it's now. not because you have some kind of like judgment against issue. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm not judging it at all. I just we just don't. <laughs> have access to it and it's not worth the money that we would have to pay for it um on amazon although amazon one of them amazon or netflix is starting to do a deal with disney where they have this sort of disney anywhere thing going on where you can like if it's a subscription type thing yeah and you can I think see that's amazon like a channel yeah. that's like a yeah. channel 
It is, yeah. yeah. And you can see yeah. like anything Disney, mm-hmm. like whenever you want. Okay. Yeah. I'm for the sake of your daughter. Okay. <laughs> I am. If you give me your shipping address, I will send you <laughs> Chippendales Rescue Rangers Volume One. <laughs> Because it's only $10 for 27 episodes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. I will send you Rescue Rangers for her benefit. If she really loves Chip and Dale, then Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers is the optimal consumption method of okay. Chip and Dale. Okay. That's cool. I, and I don't, and anyone that disagrees with that, fight me. <laughs> yeah, we do, the, we've been doing this thing when she wants to buy, uh, TV episodes or movies or whatever that she's got to earn the money to do it. We stop oh. just buying them. For yeah, but her. this is unless it's this her is birthday. Crazy Uncle Steve. Or, you know, that's different. Like that. Yeah. Anyhow, this is Crazy Uncle Steve sending her DVDs. There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. I'm just saying. Let's, let's move I'm just off saying. this and get into some some video games. So, um. Last Saturday, there was the first live Pokemon Go event in Chicago. It's called Pokemon Go Fest. And it was a disaster. Yes, it was. (laughs) Completely plagued with problems. People not being to not able to log in. People not able to just, you know, do some of the event stuff that they had going on. Um and uh yeah so it was it was was a real disaster lots of people were extremely unhappy um and so it's it's hard to say what the problem was because everybody's kind of pointing fingers at each other um so like niantic says it's the the mobile um the mobile companies that weren't ready Mm -hmm. for this demand so like t-mobile and at&t and sprint and all those guys um they say that that's that was the biggest problem. And those guys are like, no, 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 no. It's something with your server. Um, so, so yeah, it's interesting. It just, um, um, yeah, feel bad for Niantic. The thing is, is they have, ex- I mean, obviously they haven't done this on the scale, but they have mm-hmm. experience doing these live events because they do them for Ingress. Ha- they have been doing them for Ingress for over three years. So, they, you know, they sort of know how to put one on, um, but you know, for some reason, they just uh, didn't um, didn't, you know, think about what this uh, the scale that this was going to be, and um, yeah. <laughs> so, to add a little to that, yeah, because I think there is another side. Go figure. I, I'll be so. There is another side okay. to it, and. Um, so anyone that was interested in the event or interested in potentially attending, um, I would recommend that you read an article uh, by Andrew Goldfarb from IGN, who actually went to the event. Um, the title of the article is, Pokemon Go Fest represented the best and worst of a bumpy first year. Um, he actually presents both sides uh-huh. in that it was logistically a disaster. However, um, that there were positives, uh-huh. um, and it was mostly the community kind of coming together and forcing their way through to have a good time, even Uh if the mechanics of the game were not supporting them. Yeah. Um, And so I I think clearly Niantic learned some lessons because nothing nothing broke at this event that could not be fixed with them purchasing cell phone boosters or, like, there's stuff they could have done from a tech perspective. Um, I think the ticket prices were pretty low. It was like 20 bucks to yeah. get in. 
I think if everyone found out that they were paying an extra five dollars to have like basically a temporary cell tower built or something yeah. to like or whatever, I think everyone would have been fine. Yeah. Um. So I am sad that it did not that it would that there aren't like tons of stories coming out of it that where everybody was happy. Yeah. But um. From what Andrew Goldfarb is saying, and I trust him, um, he said that there were a lot of people that were, because the game wasn't working, uh-huh. it forced everybody to not look at their phone and kind of mingle. Oh, yeah. And after the event ended, the legendary raids were still ch- kicked off in Chicago. Uh-huh. So after the event officially ended, there were actually, and there apparently are videos of groups of hundreds of people who had met yeah. during the event, wandering around still doing it. Oh, so okay. I think I think it did what what he argues in his post is that it did what it was supposed to do, even though it didn't work, <laughs> right. which I think is emblematic of Pokemon Go to begin with, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. it is objectively a bad game and it is a game that doesn't work. And yet it still functions and it still has a community. Yeah. I think that's the power of Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for I sure. I with that, too. Um, yeah, but obviously there's no announcement of any new, um, events happening anywhere else. Oh, they'll do more. What? They'll do more. Oh, of they'll course do they more. will. They yeah. gotta do yeah. more. Yeah. It's gonna they, be great. Yeah, I mean, the, the live events are, um, the core of, of Ingress, the other game that they do. Um, I went to one in, I've said this before, I went to one in Seattle and was just like, wow, I had no idea this existed and people are so into it. So, I mean... And the scale for even those was pretty good. Um, so, you know, Pokemon would be way, way, way higher, like multiples of uh, the number of people that come out for those Ingress things. So um, so I'm not surprised that they, um, that they weren't really prepared. But at the same time, they had to know how many people were going to be there. They sell tickets, you know, they sold tickets. So they didn't know the exact number um mm-hmm. and then maybe maybe a little bit more research before the thing happened might have helped but um but yeah so that's unfortunate um hopefully uh they can get their stuff together and do another event and people can have fun and play the game together like they're supposed to yeah um other news so the switch uh nintendo announced that the switch has sold 4.7 million units so far and ARMS has already sold a million copies. Um, in two weeks, yo. <laughs> two weeks. I wow. Know. Two weeks. And For some, like, random-ass fighting game? <laughs> Come on. What, is, yeah, what is going on? Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Zelda and Mario Kart 8 also sold a lot. Splatoon 2 just launched, so that wasn't um, included in any of their sales stuff. Um, but sort of the interesting thing um, that they said is they estimate that they're going to sell 10 million consoles within a year of its launch, which is, so that will be by March of next year. By comparison, the Wii U sold 13.56 million consoles in four years. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, uh, yes. So, I mean, yes. The Switch is, is uh, on track doing... to, yeah, to be popular. And Steven wants to argue about this, so. I don't want to argue about it. I mean, we can argue about it. I, I just think I feel finally vindicated oh, because we've okay. been talking about this thing. And the only reason, and realistically, the only reason this thing is sold as few as it has is that they're just not out there because they're yeah. not selling. They, don't, they haven't made enough. They don't have enough, um, yeah. This thing is selling out. Um, 
some extra numbers that came out of that um, because I think it's important to, to just – we talk about Zelda and Mario Kart selling a bunch. Yeah. 80%, 83% of Switch owners own Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. An 83% attach rate is huge, unheard of in the video game industry. Yeah. Um, and then a 70-some-odd attach rate for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm-hmm. which is a game that came out years ago. Right. So um, what that tells me, I mean, I'm an idiot and I bought it twice. So um, <laughs> because I can't help myself. I'm going to be that idiot <laughs> but, too, don't worry. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's fine. You know what? Not only am I did I buy it twice, but I've already put over a hundred hours into that game, <laughs> um, because I love Mario Kart. Yeah. But anyway, um, it is just remarkable that we everybody has been, and I and I certainly am not saying everybody like the people on this show. Nicole mm-hmm. has been much more positive, which is saying something about it than the rest of the universe. Right? There are a lot yeah. of people that have been trying to kick this machine. Nintendo's a pile of crap. You know, they, they, they announced it and they're like, this isn't for anybody. Who wants this? Who is this Karen girl? No one's going to bring this Switch to their rooftop. And like, no one's going to bring this anywhere and play this with their kids. Yeah. Or with their friends or anything like that. And it turns out that all of that was a pile of bull. Yeah. Because people are bringing it on planes and playing Mario Kart with strangers. And people like, I I mean, I brought the I brought our Switch to church and my kids were playing video games during social hour. Like literally... <laughs> The time where they're the only two kids there and they hate everything, they got their <laughs> cupcakes and they sat down and they played video games. And people came over and were watching them and were just super fascinated. It was like the more positive interaction between them and the other people in the church than for months because they were just amazed at what they were doing. This is just crazy. Um, I, the only reason, they, I mean, that $10 million is their projection the only reason I think they didn't increase that projection is because I think they just don't have the confidence that they'll be able to make enough. Because mm. seriously, this thing's got Zelda and Mario Kart, and then Splatoon and Arms is apparently doing better than we thought. Yeah, and a bunch of indie games, and the bomb is going to drop this holiday because Mario Odyssey is yeah. coming. And uh, Regina played that game with me. That game is sick. It's awesome. Yeah. And so fun. even if it was phoned in, mm-hmm. it says Mario on the cover. Right. Like, even if it was hot garbage, yeah. it says Mario. Um, and it's definitely not hot garbage. So this is... If you see one between... And I mean this legitimately. If you see one before the holidays and you are kind of interested, mm-hmm. buy it. Maybe don't open it for a couple... I mean, and I mean this legitimately... Maybe don't open it for a couple days. Wait to see if you have buyer's remorse. Return it or sell it on eBay. Give it to a friend. Do whatever. But come holiday, this thing will be impossible to find. I found, like, the NES Classic will have been easier to find. Hmm. Because. You make an So it was available on Amazon last week. Oh, dude. Regina. Regina. I know. Don't do this to yourself. Don't don't let the sum. Don't let kids go back to school. Without this, I mean, no, funds seriously, allowing. Obviously, I was, this is I, not I looked a small and I purchase, saw and but... I said to my husband, I'm like, I can buy it no. right now. And he said, yeah, no, wait. And I'm wait. like, oh, okay. He's, so. he's he's objectively wrong. I know. You can tell him I, <laughs> I said that. He's I wrong. I'll now, him listen to the show. Aside, so. <laughs> all right. Funds aside, I mean, obviously, if you can't, you know, to the general public, if you can't afford, I mean, feed your kids. Right. But 
if this is a thing you can't afford and you're like, oh, well, I'll just get it when Mario comes out. You know what you're not going to be able to do? Get it, get it when, when Mario, Mario comes, comes out. out. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's what, that get was the argument I was trying your... to make to him. I'm yeah. like, it's available now. It's not hot yeah. at this very moment, but it's going to oh, be. Oh, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. You're not getting it um, when Mario comes out. <laughs> um, And that's fine. I mean, it's $300. I mean, this is not nothing. It was nothing. 400 Oh. It was 396 Was it a bundle? I don't know. I, can't, probably. I, don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Probably, had probably some, was. Like, Fine. Yeah. Fine. Just throw money at your computer. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to take yeah. up too much of the podcast, but yeah. this is one of those things, if you think you're going to want to, and you, and you think you're going to be mad when Mario comes out and you can't play it, buy it. Uh, if you're cool waiting, <laughs> yeah. then wait. But just it's funny. be ready. Um, we've talked about this, and Isaac sort of has... Um, uh, how do I want to put it? Sort of um, in ethical problem with how Nintendo forces their hype about people um, because they don't produce enough of anything. They've been doing that for years. Um, so we're not going to get one until we can just walk into a store and, and get buy one. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because That's what we, we did with the Wii U. Yeah. Because, like, it's... And it is Nintendo, and and they, you know, you can say, oh, they're producing as much as they can. No, they are not. They have done this for years, and it makes this sort of false hype so that they can sell a lot. And it's 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 definitely them on their side, purposefully not producing enough to to make crazy people try to run around and find it, and you know, let people mm-hmm. pay extra money for it because. All you can get is a bundle, and you can't just buy the machine by itself. And yeah, so that's where we are. So I mean, if we're not going to be able to get it this holiday, then we're not going to be able to get it. I mean, Isaac's interested in playing Mario, but if it's still this stupid hype machine, then we're not going to get it. So there. Well, yeah. I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. He's wrong, and that's fine. <laughs> um, and that's cool. I mean, you made this, but the, but here's the thing, though. He's not going to be like mad about he's yeah. not going to be sitting there kicking the you know he's not going to be kicking the can down the road being like oh man i wish i could play mario he's going to say he's mad at nintendo and that's a reasonable stance to take yeah i get it um that is different i'm talking to the i'm not talking to the people that have an ethical stance against nintendo i'm talking about the people <laughs> who are just laying i'm gonna wait because i'll just get it then yeah. who are then gonna be real mad that they can't play it well listen you got a chance now call around a little bit you know whatever it's fine you guys are obviously in a very different position, and it's also not like you guys are lacking games to play. That is true. That is yeah. true. I mean, it's not like this holiday is going to go by and you're going to be like, man, what are we ever going to play? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it is is selling a lot. Um, uh, so moving on to uh, more Nintendo-ish news. So Walmart... <laughs> Walmart has had to cancel all pre-orders for the SNES Classic because their website had a technical glitch in which they said that it was available when it really shouldn't have been. And if you ordered it during that time, which supposedly was only like a half an hour or something, but if you ordered it during that time, they're canceling your order. But they're also like, they're they're at the point where they're thinking of canceling it across the board. Um just to make sure that, you know, that they've got everybody. So if you pre-ordered from Walmart, yeah. Might just, not be uh, there anymore. Yeah. You might, it's pretty much gone. Yeah. yeah. You'll be getting an email saying, sorry, 
we have to cancel. So, um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's bad. Um, I don't, I would never pre-order something from Walmart, Walmart, but that's just me. Um, I don't consider, I mean, they're obviously, yeah. they're a big box retailer, but that's the games are not their thing, you know? So anyhow, I would certainly be nervous about it. That yeah. would be like my backup. Right. That's like, if you need to have this thing and you're going to pre-order two. Yeah. And you return one, you know, whatever. That way you get, you know, if it's a backup, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I didn't even, I saw they went live. I didn't even try. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's because you're, you're absolutely right. I just don't think of Walmart as a place that I would pre-order stuff. Um, but it's sad. I mean, it's disappointing, but, but so I think, I mean, is it possible though, that that was just a, a, a thing that went too early and that, that, I mean, it's possible that if they took pre-orders now, maybe there will come a time where they'll take them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right? I like maybe everybody's just trying to figure out their allotment. Yeah. And Best Buy is like, dude, shut up. You can't do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked at the at the page um that they have um to see what it says, but but yeah. They just say notify me. It's their standard oh, okay. like let me know when it's available thing. Yeah, yeah. Polygon actually has a pretty cool uh video up today, um, that I believe was made by one Simone de Rochefort. <laughs> um that goes through like in almost gift form, like the okay, so this is all the, the websites you go to and you notify here and put your email and do this and this and this and this. Yeah. And then you go to oh and then you go to itsinstock.com and it's like all these things to give yourself a chance <laughs> to get it. Um and you know what? I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah. You, um this is this one is I disagree with uh with Isaac on the switch thing. I think this is legit hampered by the fact that it's got tablet parts in it. The SNES classic thing is stupid. Yeah. The NES classic thing is stupid. So I will I will cop to that. If they don't have SNES classics lining the street. Yeah. Then they are idiots because that was one of the best-selling consoles of all time and it is well loved mm -hmm. and make your money, guys. Just make your money. <laughs> just just make your money, yeah. you know? Because at this point, if people are burned twice, they're just going to steal all those games. Yeah. I know. I mean, how many people were like, oh, well, I guess I can't get this SNES, or this NES Classic, so I'm just going to make a Raspberry Pi with the entire NES library. Yeah. Oh, and I'm going to jam a Genesis into it, too. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you uh, that people will do it. Uh, even more people will do it after the Super Nintendo thing. Yeah. Because those articles are already pre-written. Yeah on The Verge and ARS Technica and Lifehacker, they're just going to surface them again and more and more people are going to see them, you know? Like yeah. before it was it waited and, you know, it's been coming out in the meantime. People know what drives traffic. They're just going to, those instructions are going to be everywhere. I yeah. might even do it. <laughs> um, so I just checked and the one I was, the Switch I was looking at was $400 and it is just the red and blue controllers in the Switch. Oh. Is it two controllers? Oh, well, don't do that. Where is this for sale? Amazon? Amazon. It's $399.70. So I had to check because I'm like, I don't remember thinking it was a bundle, and it's not, and there's a couple of people. Oh, well, that's a third-party seller. Yeah, it's got, it doesn't show it on the top here, but... Yeah, that's a third-party seller. Yeah. Don't do that one. 
Well, I was like, yeah. wow. Because when I was like, it's $400. Anyway. Yeah, don't do that yeah. one. Um, anyway. My local GameStop has been getting like one every other day. Mm. Huh. Yeah. So, like, it is one of those things that, like, if there's a GameStop near you, mm. I... I, I think that it is worth it. Like, if you drive by it, to just stop in and be like, hey, you got one? Yeah. The, 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 my local one has a little sign on the door. Switch is here. Mm-hmm. And then if it's not, they flip it around. Yeah. So you don't even have to walk in. Like, go and away. so when I go in to do my pre-orders, they're like, hey, Nintendo Switch in stock. And you see it behind the counter. Right. And then the next day I come back, because I go in there two or three times a week. Um, Are you on first time basis at with stuff all the people? Like, hey. I'm, I, I am, actually. <laughs> Good. Um. I give them business cards. I was going to say, so you better can, be promoting the so site can, while you're doing it. I, I give them my business cards so they can pimp my giveaway. I'm not crazy. Okay. Um, just, which, yeah. by the way, is still going on and is ending very soon by the time you listen to this. But um, so I go in there and, and this, you know, so it's like every other day they get one or two. So I don't think that they are impossible to find. I think they are just... You know, they're just not there immediately. It's not like trying to buy a copy of Zelda, which right now, like, anybody could do that. Right. Yeah. That's, but definitely don't, I, if it was a $400 bundle and it was, like, Zelda and, you know, like, a, a case or something, that that's different. Yeah. Um. You know, if it came with, like, a pro, even if it was, like, the Switch and a pro controller. Right. Like, well, you know, you're paying a little bit of a premium, but that's fine. Well, that's good for but our listeners 400 to for know just then. the unit. That's good for our yeah. listeners to know so you don't you don't fall into this. Because yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that it was, that was more than it had been going for. But this is even yeah. more expensive than it was. And it still says there were 18 in stock when I looked whenever, whatever day it was I looked. I think it was. And now there's one. Friday. This is 18 left right? in stock on mine right now. Oh, uh, well, I'm on Amazon too, which really, well, either way. Anyway. Yeah. Either way, either don't, way. don't, yeah. don't do it. I mean, buy a, bu- bundles are fine because, I mean, if it's extra controllers or a game or whatever, right. you'll probably use that. Yeah. But don't pay $400 for the unit. I was not advocating that. I just want to be clear. <laughs> I'm like, don't let, don't let jerks steal your money. Right. Unless it's Christmas Eve, then you waited too long. Well, you just, here. crooks got you. You only have yourself to blame for that. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to add in the extra disclaimers because I know Nicole is silently judging me. <laughs> She's not silent about it at all. She'll look you in the eyes. She's eye been silent you. for the last few minutes. Um, <laughs> kind but. of probably because I derailed us back to the switch again. I just wanted to like put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. No worries. I mean, you know, we're gonna be talking about this for, you know, forever. Right. Um. Uh, because until like next generation, so obviously, right? Yeah, um, but speaking of the SNES Classic, some other companies are uh, they're jumping on that bandwagon. So, there's a, there's a company that just announced that they're going to have um, a Sega and Atari Classic consoles released the same way as the NES Classic and, and the coming SNES Classic. So, um they're each going to be 80 bucks, and they'll have 85... The Genesis flashback will have 85 games. The Atari one will have 120. Um, and it's just a plug-and-play thing, like no online, no anything. So, um, so yeah, really exactly what Nintendo is doing. Uh, Genesis and Atari. So, yeah. So, the only one of those that actually even looks at all attractive is the ultimate portable game player. Mm-hmm. 
which is basically um a you know it's like it's like a game gear mm-hmm. it's yeah. white and blue um and it has you know all those games on it yeah um and it's got you know shining force right did i see shining force yeah shining force it's got uh some of the fantasy star games on it like it's kind of okay <laughs> almost like i don't like i don't understand why you would buy a plug and play one for your house right like yeah th- th- there's gotta be a better use for that hdmi port but the portable one <laughs> yeah i'm kind of okay with yeah. um it does apparently have a thing where you can plug it into your television uh-huh the portable one oh, okay. like the we but I, I i'm just i'm just eh <laughs> yeah other than that this the atari ones are just hot garbage <laughs> atari games were not good yeah atari games were not good yeah that's, we were over this before. Yeah, that's... I'm sorry. No, that's all right. That's pure <laughs> nostalgia. Um, so who else is going to jump on this bandwagon? I guess you can't, like, really do this with anybody else. I don't see Microsoft or Sony doing something like this because they weren't part of the... Well, Sony that was, generation. But yeah, yeah, they're not part of that generation, so there's not really anything to do. Um, I mean, Microsoft already does it. They put backwards compatibility on the xbox one that's yes. how they do it yeah and sony does it because they sell they straight up sell all these games on the playstation 4 basically yeah like they're retro games you can just buy yeah so these are it's the cartridge people that are stuck <laughs> right. yes yeah so um so yeah so that's coming uh they're supposed to be on sale on september 1st so um and that's that's ahead of the SNES, right? The SNES is later in September. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think they're you know they're gonna try to jump on that market, and it's just funny. Everybody copies everybody. Totally expected well, expected this to happen once the NES Classic was the success that it was, um, because I think most many people didn't expect it to be um, as popular as it was. I didn't expect it to be as popular as it was, but you know, anyhow. Um, in retro, now that I'm looking at this list, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, yeah, this list, this list is bad. It, there's really not a lot. For the Genesis one? I mean, unless, for the Genesis one, yeah. Yeah. No, this is a hot mess. <laughs> I mean, unless you absolutely, like, must have every Sonic game, which, why, why Sonic was bad, um, and... Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at 85 games, and of them, maybe like 10 were good. Okay. Like, anyway, this is just depressing. I <laughs> The good news is about this thing, it has an SD card slot, which means buy it, somebody will just hack it and give you the stuff that you can just turn it into your own retro console otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that That is a cool shell. Uh-huh. That some hacker, industrious hacker, is going to turn into something actually useful. Oh, okay. By the way, Sonic is not bad. But anyhow. Uh, We've had this what? argument oh, before. No. Yeah. Do we want to have it? I mean, no. Sonic is, he's, he's, he's not, he's not, Sonic games are not good. They're not. Yeah. Uh, maybe, how about I'll say they're, they're decidedly neutral. Can we agree on that? So, uh, what else do we have for discussion? <laughs> well, we got to talk about The Sims, right? Well, like, wait, that wait, wait. Like, I don't want to jump to The Sims since we're talking about consoles and all this other stuff. And 
So oh, if, okay. if you like to travel, <laughs> right? Let's talk about the um, TSA. That's what I was gonna yeah. Your, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, what the hell? So now, like everybody knows, you have to take your laptop out of your bag when you go through security at an airport. But now you also have to take iPads, Kindles, Switches, and put those all in their individual separate bins. So yep. that's almost that's, that's basically everything that is not a cell phone. You have to take out and use a yep. separate bin for well, they made which me is do that. Nuts. Yeah. When I flew to LA, when I flew home from LA, I had yeah. to take my tablet out. I couldn't leave it in my bag. I could leave it huh. in my bag when I left Portland, but in LA they made me take my tablet out and I was like, but they're like, you don't have a tablet in here? I'm like, I don't have a computer and he's like, it's a tablet, you have to take it out. And I was like Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'd never had that yeah. happen. I never had him say that before, no matter where I'd been flying, so yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the funny thing is, is it really is different from place to place. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to throw out an entire bottle of children's Tylenol because it was just slightly above the uh, the ounce thing that really? we were able to bring. Yeah, I didn't children's think that was... Tylenol. Yeah, I know. We had like... to throw out full bottle unopened. Uh, so yeah, so that was not cool. Um, but yeah, so I mean, if you're anything like. Isaac and I, you have multiple of these devices. Yeah. Uh, and you're just going to be insane. But we also have TSA PreCheck, people. That's all I got to say. TSA PreCheck. We just did this at Disneyland. You run right through security. You don't have to take anything out of your bag. You don't have to take off your shoes. Um, there's a process of, you know, getting it. They have to really, like, check and make sure that you're not a terrorist and all that right. kind of stuff. And you pay 85 bucks for... Uh, for five years, so it's something that you have to renew, like a mm. passport. But um, but it makes things so much easier. It really does. Yeah. So, yeah. Funny story on the way back from L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell you to take everything. Like uh, I, I thought I saw that you were supposed to take off your glasses, so I took <laughs> off my glasses and put it in one of the bins. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys know, but I can't see worth anything. So I'm like stumbling around trying to get into the little thing, and the guy's like. Are you okay? Like, are you having a, like, he asked me if I was having a stroke. And I was like, no, I put my glasses in the bin. And he's like, why would you put your glasses in the bin? And I was like, well, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do for security. And he's like, dude, you got to be able to see. And then I put, and then I pick them up and put them on. And he goes, dude, you had plastic glasses. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you don't fly very much, dude. And I'm like, no. No, I don't. Uh, but, um, so I just I thought that's what you're supposed to do. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know you could keep your glasses on. They make me take off my shoes. I assumed my glasses were going too, but no. So there you go. Funny story. <laughs> it would be really difficult to like um, smuggle something on in glasses. Like yeah. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> it's 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 pretty difficult to smuggle something in in a two and a half ounce bottle of children's Tylenol too so this just comes down to the fact that I am willing to just put up with whatever to not be spoken to Um, (laughs) and I just wanted to be done spoiler alert they do not like boxes of business cards (laughs) that are unopened because they look like C4 (laughs) oh right (laughs) because it's solid the x-ray can't get through it so it just looks like a cube of solid stuff so both me and uh, Jesse, the guy I went with, um, 
both of us had to get our bags individually searched because we had boxes of business cards. And the problem is they saw this cube, but then they looked in, saw a box of business cards, and were like, "What? where's this cube thing? Because they didn't think that that's what it was. And it took extra time for both of us. And they're like, "What's the? where's this cube thing? And I'm like, you mean the box of business cards? Wow. Yeah. Things that I learned. I feel so yeah. safe. Things that I learned. Not really. You can leave your... Hey. <laughs> I mean, security theater. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? But... Yeah. But, they, man, they stopped me from turning my 3DS into a bomb. Because <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to do that ever. Right. Or would I want to. Because, <laughs> right. like, 3DSs are cool. Um, But it's... It would, I mean, so it's just... So it just to make sure I understand, it just means that you have to put them each in their own separate bin, right? Yeah. Yes. But yeah. like that would have meant like yeah that's what I'm talking about with like Isaac and I I like, would have five I would have taken yeah <laughs> yeah I would have taken up a whole bin all by myself I why don't they I mean I and this is not a TSA with the moms podcast but I don't <laughs> understand why they don't have different size bins oh yeah like they're all the same size and they take up all this much room but like. My especially if I'm if they want me to put my my tablet in there, like maybe they should have like a special tablet bin. Yeah, that takes up less space because I would have as it was with all my bags and my two laptops on the way home. Like I took up the entire thing. Yeah, like nobody else was getting in there. Yeah, um, you know, like maybe like narrower ones. I don't know. Yeah, that costs money. I'm though. sure there's a reason. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah, organization. It like you have to think that they're you know the TSA agents have to keep those cartons stacked yeah. and refill them for people so if they had multiple ones i don't know and then also people who don't travel myself. a lot being like i don't know why is this a, do i use this smaller thing right, for my yeah. cell phone you know they, yeah sheep we're dealing you know. with sheep you know yeah exactly. <laughs> you mean like people that take their glasses off like for the tsa glasses off for the tsa yes <laughs> i love that you did that though but yes yeah <laughs> like we haven't been through it a hundred times I don't yeah. feel like I travel a lot, but I do have family out of state, so we are, you know, I'm up yeah. in the air on a regular basis, so I guess I do have more experience, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Isaac I mean, travels a ton, so getting the pre-check was an absolute must yeah. um, for him. So, but the cool thing is, I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if it happens all the time or not, but if you're traveling with someone who has a pre-check, uh, in your family, um, yeah, if you're you traveling get. with someone, then you get pre-checks. Too. Yeah, because so legally they, they can't separate you from your family yeah. at any point in time. Like legally, they can't make somebody go in a room or go somewhere without their family if you're traveling together. So they couldn't yeah. put you put him in pre-check and you not. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice. Andy. Um, um. Yeah. Thanks, Microsoft, for. Yep. Making my husband travel so much. Also, thank them for the airline miles because yeah. <laughs> they have been extremely helpful. We got to go yes. first class both ways to Disneyland. <laughs> I was just, oh, awesome. business class to England, first class. I mean, I, we have been spoiled, and it's going to be hard now because his project is almost done, which means he's not going to be going to England anymore. Uh, uh, he might still go for like conferences or whatever, like he's mm-hmm. going to Gamescom in Germany. But he's not going to be traveling nearly as much as he was before. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be not. Oh, cool. shucks. <laughs> I know. So you, that means you won't be a single mom as often. That is true. That is true. That's the plus. On the plus side, you'll see your husband more often. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's probably. 
that's probably a better thing to say <laughs> than business class yeah. on the way to London. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Yeah, just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Maybe you might enjoy seeing him. Yeah, he's got two trips coming up uh, within the next month. One of them is the last England trip, and then, like I said, he's going to Gamescom and, uh, in Germany. So uh, he's never been to that, so that should be cool. Get to see what it's like. All right, so let's move on to the story that Stephen was starting to talk about, um, and that is The Sims 4 will be coming to consoles in November. Woo! Um, <laughs> this is a no-brainer, right? Like It is. This, this, I mean... Yeah. Uh, so, but the thing is, okay, so here's here's my issue with The Sims in general. Um, so Sims 3 was amazing. Sims 3 had 11 expansion packs, uh, which meant you could do pretty much anything you wanted, and, you know, including playing as a vampire or, you know, being a famous person that the paparazzi would follow around and like going to the future and anything really that you could probably think of you could do in the sims 3 and the thing that they do is they release this new sims is they restart everything so they redid a lot of stuff in sims 4 which some of it was like hey you know what that's that's pretty cool i started playing it and then i realized i could i could not walk past the end of my street i was like seriously like there's no sort of community stuff that you can go to and i I mean i've probably got spoiled with sims 3 because it had all of that stuff to do but the reset of sims 4 was just it was so harsh that i got bored with it after two days and stopped playing so that's why i don't care (laughs) how it's coming to consoles because too many other games i gotta play so i haven't even been keeping track of the expansions that they have released i know there's been like three or four well you'll be um, really excited to know there's toddlers in sims yeah, 4 because right. when you have one at home you really want to play with one virtually too yeah i know yeah <laughs> I've, I've i've actually played with the uh the babies uh in sims 3 uh but yeah i mean there was at one point was this sims 3? i actually think this was in sims 2 which was a huge deal when sims 2 came out because it was 3D, it was such a huge mm-hmm. right, technological change, change after yeah. the first one. And I remember doing, uh, having a baby in that one, uh, which you have baby baby, and then you have sort of uh, crawling baby to like, you know, then it goes to kid. It skips toddler for a long time for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. But like, I set my baby down on the ground, and he uh, crawled right into the bathroom and started playing in the toilet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. I mean, it's not... uh, That is not unheard of in real life. So... uh, What, babies playing in toilets? Yeah, Yeah, no, not not even a little unheard of. Um, So this is so weird to me because... And now I understand. Now I remember the story. It's all coming back to me because the number afterwards is... It all bleeds together to me. But when I saw this announcement, I was like, oh my gosh, man. Like... Cole's going to be super excited, super excited. And then I got on the podcast and you were like, no, no, don't care. <laughs> it's kind of like, it kind of like took my whole day down a peg. Cause I was super excited that there was finally something that you were going to be happy about. Yeah. And no, Nicole yeah. doesn't get to be happy. Yeah. I mean, I hate that 
the way that they do this expansion pack thing, like, I understand, okay, maybe you can't get all the functionality, like, right away into the next game because it's been designed. But they had absolutely none of the functionality of any of the expansion packs um, in Sims 4 when it came out. And it's like, you could have at least thrown us a bone and put something in there. Like something from the first or second that you're gonna do, but um, who who publishes the Sims again? Yes, I know, I know. You don't have to. You're actually being facetious, right? Asking who publishes it. Yeah, but I think okay. it's relevant to say the name. It's okay. not like Voldemort. She doesn't know it's Electronic Arts. Um. Okay, so 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 of course Electronic Arts is. I mean. There is a reason, albeit a stupid one, that they were named, like, the, the worst company in the world for, like, three years running. Yeah. Right? Admittedly, it's the worst reason ever, but th- th- there's a reason. It's that they know how to do that stuff. They do that with every game. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't even been paying attention to the numbers. I don't know how popular Sims 4 has been um, compared to previous versions. I just got so disinterested after playing it for a couple days, and I was yeah. just like... Whatever. Yeah. It's popular enough that they're porting it to consoles. <coughs> yeah, I guess. Although that could be taken another way. Like, maybe they're not making enough money on PC, so now they want to bring it to consoles, get a different audience. Um, I don't know. It yeah. sounds neat. We'll see. Uh, uh, maybe the, it'll be better in console. Right, maybe. The first time um, that they brought Sims to console, I think was Sims... I think they brought Sims to console like when Sims 2 on the PC was out. It wasn't called Sims 2 when they brought it to console. At least I think. I don't really remember. But I remember it just being re- like, and I don't know, maybe it's because I was used to the PC interface, but the trying to control the stuff on console was just a nightmare. It was just completely unintuitive. I mean, like I said, I was used to PC. But, you know, part of the Sims, like the gameplay is, uh, you know, Point and click, point and click, drag, you know, all that stuff that is just, you know, standard on any type of PC game. And translating that to a controller mm-hmm. uh, didn't really work well. I mean, for me. And I don't know if, they, if they've changed that since, since they've released more, um, more Sims on consoles. So. I mean, maybe we, maybe they, because I mean, Diablo made that switch pretty well. Yeah. From the point and click to direct control and maybe they have a button that you can push that just kind of detaches from the player and lets them just stand there and so you can go around and uh, manipulate the environment which you know they figured out how to do it pretty well in happy home designer on Mm. the 3ds so like controls have gotten better since the ps2 era Mm -hmm. i know that's like an almost absurd way to put it but like they figured out how to do a lot of stuff and we have more buttons and more, you know, control. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, I don't know, it'll probably be hot garbage, but I think it's still a neat, <laughs> it, it's still a neat announcement, I think. Yeah. I mean, They're trying something. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a, a big deal, but yeah, for me, not, not a big deal <laughs> at all. It's a big deal for the general population, but yes. not for one Nicole Tanner. That is, is what you're saying. Yes, that is correct. Um, because I, I still have Sims 4 on my PC, so if I want to play it, I play it on my PC. Because, I, I mean, I don't care how well it translates, the PC version is going to be the um, the more superior version. There's, you know, there's no argument against that. Uh, so, so yes, that's all the news that I had. Steven, did you have um, any other news? I do. Okay. I do. Go for it. All right. 
We got some release dates, some hot, hot release dates for some games that I am, one of which I'm excited for. Um, so RPG, Tokyo RPG Factory's upcoming game, Lost Sphere, S-P-H-E-A-R, because Japan, uh, is coming out January 23rd, 2018. Interestingly enough, to PS4, Switch, and PC. Huh. No Xbox. Um, we got the Rayman Legends Definitive Edition coming out September 15th. I think this is one of those games where the, where it might actually be the Definitive Edition. Mm. Because everything multiplayer is better when you can play multiplayer literally anywhere you want. Um, the, um, and the... Other thing I wanted to sh- talk about is the Xbox Live mm-hmm. um, games with, or not the Xbox Live, the PlayStation Plus games this month. Mm-hmm. Just Cause Three mm. is one of the PlayStation Plus games. Um, don't sleep on that. Um, obviously, not appropriate for children, right. but that game is absolutely bonkers as far as your ability to just explore and it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto meets. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in that you can just do all sorts of wacky stuff. If you think you can do it, you probably can. Mm. Um, with guns. So, and it's free with your membership that you already paid for, so you may as well get it. Yeah. Um, so, I think that is certainly worth talking about. Cool. Um, they put vintage cars in Forza 7. While that may not be exciting to to many, yeah. I actually showed the 53 Chevy Corvette that they uh, had screenshots of to my wife, mm-hmm. and she lost her mind. It was like, are we getting this game? Oh. So that's weird, but, <laughs> that's you know, sweet. it's one of, not everybody wants crazy supercars. Some people just want to play a, a Volkswagen from the 50s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, guys. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but that that is all of the news that I have. Okay. Um oh wait, actually wait, I had one last thing, and it's left over from last week. Spiel de Jar winners. Right. Uh, Spiel right. de Jar Game of the Year went to uh King Domino, which is if you play board games, especially if you like playing two player games, because it plays very well two player, uh, it's required purchase because it's under twenty dollars. Um, probably one of the best under $20 board games on the market right now. Um, Kinder Spiel de Jar, which is the children's game of the year, is Ice Cool. It's a flicking game. You flick penguins through a frozen high school. I'm not even joking. Um, it's real good. It's real good. And the con- the Kenner Spiel de Jar, which is the connoisseur uh, Spiel de Jar, or uh, connoisseur game of the year, is Exit by Cosmos. And what it is, is it is a, uh, it's an escape room in a box. Oh. It's a little... It's a bunch of puzzles that you got to figure. Obviously, you can only do it once, but they're cheap. Mm-hmm. There's three different ones, and I'm sure they're going to keep coming out with more, considering it won the Kenner Spiel de Jar Award. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have one. It's, um, I want to say, uh, how big is it? Um, it's about as big as three PlayStation 3 games stacked on top of each other. Well, mm-hmm. They're only like $14, $13 and $14. They're cheap. Yeah. They are cheap, cheap, cheap. But I think that's because you can only use them once. Yeah. Because obviously you're you're tearing stuff open, you're writing, you know, whatever. But yeah. um, they're really neat. Um, and they say the Connoisseur Game of the Year award is typically awarded to games that are that have a higher ceiling for entry. Usually, it's like the way more complex games. Mm-hmm. Anybody that pays attention to board games, I don't necessarily think that you should. This year, that's a little different. I think it's almost like a runner-up. Because mm. King Domino is just so good. Um, because that, you really just got to like puzzles. 
there are kids that like figuring out puzzles because it's yeah. like ciphers and number puzzles and things like that. But you could play this with 15 people in a room over drinks. Mm. You oh, know? So like yeah. everybody um, could kind of mess with it and kind of come in and out and you yeah, don't sure. have to be like sit yeah, down and focus it's not, on it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 with escape rooms, I don't know if any of you have ever done one, but like they remove your ability to leave for right. a certain amount of time, right? right? So yeah. like you are motivated to finish. Because, yeah. you you know, yeah. whatever. That is not there. Like, if you get stuck and you're like, this is terrible, you can just stop and just throw it in the trash. It was $15. I mean, how many of us have spent $15 on a thing that was trash, right? right. Yeah. But, um, but they are interesting enough to kind of keep you in and motivated. And you can absolutely have people rotate in and out. I mean, it depends on the, the strength of your team, right? Like, if yeah. you've got 15 people that hate each other, you're not going to want to do this. But if you have 15 people or whatever that are, like, all at a dinner party and people just get distracted and want to walk away, but then they want to come back because they only want to do the cipher puzzle, then by all means, you bring in your specialists. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, and they're $15. And there's a bunch of these, but Exit is the better one. Okay. Cool. Anything else? No. Okay. Um, not news-wise. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So let's move into um, to what we've been playing. And I don't know if I have had the chance to actually say this maybe once but being at disneyland i didn't play anything honestly because mm. uh, anna sort of i got you covered she, she had the tablet the whole time uh, the ipad the whole time so i didn't even get to play hearthstone um while we were there i mean i brought my computer but we were at the park from like 8 30 a.m to like 10 30 and so i'm not gonna sit and you know play a game on my computer once we do that. Although, no, but you are going to sit and watch Game of Thrones in the bathroom. <laughs> so the, this, the bathroom in this room was tiny, so there were two sinks, but they were out in sort of the common area. They weren't in the bathroom that you closed the door. So in that bathroom, there was the toilet and the bathtub, and that was it. And it was as small as you can imagine a room being that can that can contain a toilet and a bathroom like it was tiny so uh so what we did for game of thrones we brought the ipad in the bathroom isaac laid down in the tub and i was sitting on the toilet not using the toilet just sitting on it and we had the ipad um balanced on the side of the tub between us so i couldn't see like anything that was this um... is isn't it amazing so I, good i forgot i was this gonna have the... her open with it for the show last night and i this forgot this is so good this is so and you know what i have no disrespect no this is not meant to be disrespectful because you know what you you love what you love and you do what you got to do to make this thing happen and also you were going to be on a podcast so hashtag content right. so i get it 100 percent. that's dedication I'm just seeing this image in my mind, and I'm like, you know what? I'd do that. Not for Game of Thrones, but that, there are plenty of things that I would do that for. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so I had to I had to rewatch it because, like, you know, the way the iPad is, like, the screen, I was seeing it, like, diagonal, so just off to the side, so some of the really dark. So the color was probably yeah, a little off. The yeah. color was a little off. One of the really dark things, I, I, wouldn't, I couldn't see at all. But actually, Isaac watched it with me the second time we got back. He's like, so do you want to watch that on a real screen? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's go ahead. And then I watched it again before our podcast. So it's funny. It's like before I watch things multiple times and it's like, well, I, I'm really sad. But now I've come. Now you podcast, have a reason. So I have a reason to watch it multiple yes. times so that I know every single yep. detail. 
Anyhow. Uh, yeah, so that was me. I watched Game of Thrones, spent some time on an airplane with my e-reader, and uh, watched around amusement parks. So I'm sure I'll be playing some uh, next week. So, Regina, what have you been playing? I have been playing Hearthstone. That's pretty much what I've been kind of jumping into. Um, I didn't play yesterday. I know there's a new... Is there a new arena, I think? Yeah. Tuesdays. Um, ta- tavern Brawl. The Tavern, tavern. Brawl is on Wednesday. Wednesdays. So okay. you're good. Yeah, okay. So it just so started today, I'll so you didn't it. miss much. Okay, so I'll play that tonight. Um, and I finally got enough cards to make my Elemental Mage deck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still I'm still missing a few of the key cards for it, and I don't have enough. I, so I went in to Disenchant, as you, you know, right. as we are talking about, and I'm like, I have all these extra gold cards that are just dumb. I don't need them. I'll go disenchant them. And it turned out that I only had like one or two that weren't part of the basic set cards, which right. you can't disenchant you even can't if they're gold and you have four yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, so I was I was a little bent out of shape about that. <laughs> like, That's when you when you don't feel bad about having a gold card in your hand. Right. You know, yeah. You yeah. can't get rid of it. So. Yeah, I can't I can't do anything with those. So I did disenchant the other ones that I had the gold ones that they were forcing me to keep, which gave me enough to make a couple of cards. And put that deck together, it still needs a little work and a little tweaking, but it it was fun to play. And I realized, because you were both talking about how obnoxious people are with the emotes, and I realized that I never <laughs> play ranked games. I play casual oh, games. And yeah, so, yes, level. <laughs> people are generally not assholes, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't see a lot of the behaviors I'm, you guys were talking about. I'm like, wow, I never see anybody do that. And then I realized that that's what it was. But when the new season starts, I might throw my hat in the ring for ranked and see how I do now so that I have a little If I may deck. recommend, yes. you don't lose rank for losing until you get to what, rank 15? 20. As if, it's 20. And then it ladders. So, you know, 20. And then it ladders. Yeah. So once you get to 15, at the very you least, don't drop either. Yeah. yeah. If you hate it, don't do it. Right. But at the very least, get to 20, because then you always get, like, some dust or a card, card or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you always may get as well. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You may as well get to 20, because sometimes you get, like, a little thing, and that's prob- and that'll not take you very long. Right. Because yeah. once you get to 20, you get, like, one star per rank or whatever. So you probably have to win, like, six games or whatever. Yeah. You know, so it's worth trying to get at least a 20. Right. Um, Just be... Just because, mm-hmm. but if you get if you're like playing to twenty and you get on a tear, yeah. Well, I was playing yeah. in in Just... ranked. I was playing ranked games in um, Plants vs Zombies Heroes, so it's not uh-huh. like it's completely foreign to me. It just. And I didn't even realize it until you guys started talking about that. I'm like, why is my experience so different? And I realized that that was why. So. <laughs> um, I I'll be honest. I generally also play in casual. Yeah. Um, because. I um I don't like to lose and like I'm bad at video hashtag Steve is bad at video games I don't Steve like losing video games unless it's fighting so, games and he's playing Regina and, <laughs> and, then, and then I and then but then it's really not about me being bad um, no it's about so, me being terrible I'm so bad at fighting yeah, that's games fine. so um yeah so I mean I play in casual and you know I'll go in and I'll I'll play myself up to twenty and I'll hate every minute of it and then I'll go back in. Unless I'm like feeling real good, or I find a deck from Steve Lub- Steve Lubitz at Wicked Good on Twitter um, that like I have all the cards for, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, I found this, and it's really ranking real well right now. Right. That means the meta game is not prepared for it, and I yeah. put that deck together, and I just shoot up, and then I stop. So 
soon as I start to lose, I'm like, nope, it's like playing slots. For me. <laughs> right. Um, so I fully support. I fully support the casual only because you, you gotta know when to fold them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know your own strengths. Yeah. So I, I'm, I approve of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So casual is fine. Yep. I mean, if you want to be a pro, like Nicole Tanner, then then <laughs> you play pro. rank. But the rest of us plebeians. Yeah, I gotta. Casual. I mean, I gotta look up some new decks because the ones that I have been using are just not performing well at all. Um, but just yeah, just tweet it wicked good, man. I know. He's like the wizard. He's like literally <laughs> the wizard. He'll he'll hook you up. You guys like you guys know. Do you actually like speak to him? Have you ever uh, like spoken to him in general? Uh, he was on the podcast once. Um, but there yeah, I yeah I converse with him over Twitter. Um, yeah, quite a few times. So wicked so, yeah. good. At wicked good. It's at yep. wicked good. He's also just a generally good guy. Yes. Like he and I, he and I, um, he has been on the panel with me the last couple times that, um, well, the the two times that we did the panel at PAX, um, he was on it with me. So, yeah, he's a good guy. He is. Yeah, he's a dad. Um, mm-hmm. so so yeah. Okay. Twins, and, I think. Really? Yeah, he's a dad with twins. Oh right, right. Yeah, I yeah, think they have yeah. twins. The twin yeah. girls. Um, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. Uh, so anything else, Regina? No, that's pretty much all I've been, all I've had time okay. for. All right, Steven, what have you been playing? <sighs> so many games, so much games. Um, so first off, um, I didn't get to say, uh, the, the parenting stories section of the podcast was kind of dominated by Disneyland. Right. But I did want to talk about my adventures of being alone with my wife for the first time in 11 years. <laughs> Um, because both of the boys are at their Boy Scout camp one week. They were home for 24 hours. Now they're off to church camp and somebody took Megan for 48 blessed hours. And it was so quiet in my house. We did not know what to do with ourselves. Um, and so we went to eat like two people, like adults without a child. It was super weird. Um, and, um, I ate like a, like I had never eaten before because I wasn't distracted or embarrassed or any of that. It was right. crazy. And then we went to go see Spider-Man. Yeah. Nice. And um and I will say the Spider-Man is very good. So if you're listening to this podcast and somehow you haven't seen Spider-Man, you should go see Spider-Man. Cool. Um anyone who thinks that it's the best movie in the MCU is drunk. <laughs> um but it's way better than they could than it could have been because they could have just phoned it in. Yeah. Yeah. And it still would have made a billion dollars because it's Spider-Man. Right. Um, but no, it was very good. Um, Michael Keaton is the oh, villain. Oh my God. He is oh. so good. And he is, he is, um, he is, yeah. uh, I mean, it was perfect casting. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I'm, I legit felt bad for him. Huh? I felt bad for, for that guy. Watch the movie. You'll, you'll understand at me. If you have a commentary about it, I legitimately felt bad for him. We can discuss this after the show. That's um, funny. I That's legitimately funny felt that bad for him. The villain. Because you know he was um, Batman. Batman. Well, because he was Batman. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So and the casting was amazing. Like, how about the fact that that Peter Parker is the only white dude in that whole school, and nobody said nothing about I know, it. it was like, awesome. Leading up to the movie, it was like it was not even a plot point. Like, hey, you know, whatever. There were like him and this one like supporting girl that was like hanging out with like the hot chick. They even recast Flash Thompson as an Indian guy, and it was the best. It was the best. Um. But anyway. Um, and it's, so I can't wait to see him in Avengers. Like he's him playing off of like Chris Pratt. It's going to be amazing. 
Because Tom Holland, like, really um, brought up, like, the fact that Spider-Man is, like, super insecure. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, he... So, and he really played that very well. Whereas, like, Andrew Garfield did not, because Andrew Garfield knows he's hot shit. (laughs) You know? Like, he doesn't come off as insecure and nervous. Uh Whereas Tom Holland legit did. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's, like, this jacked to the moon 15 year old, you know? Like, it's fine. Um, My only comment is why did they keep referring to Aunt May as hot? When it's not even really funny, like, because in the universe, they don't know that Aunt May is supposed to be, like, a hundred-year-old lady. <laughs> and it was just super funny that, like, pointing out, hey, you know, it's like, of course, we know Marissa Tomei is hot. I get it. But, like, <laughs> but they kept bringing it up, like, to like with the knowing wink to the audience, like, haha, we made Aunt May young and hot. And it's like, <laughs> so what? I mean, anyway. Um, but, so that was amazing. Yeah. I haven't been to a movie theater in a very long time. Um but then I played. Then I came home and I played Splatoon two. Now let me tell you guys about Splatoon two. That game is freaking amazing. Um, Splatoon one. I mean, it, here's the thing, right? Like Splatoon two is just more of the first one. Mm-hmm. They could have called it Splatoon Deluxe Edition, mm-hmm. and no one would have questioned it. But they certainly put in enough stuff that it's justified in calling it a full on sequel. Mm-hmm. There's tons of new weapons, tons of new maps. They redid older maps so that they have, like, new features. Um, It is really freaking good, guys. I mean, the multiplayer is smooth. Um, You know, the the single player is interesting. There's a little bit more of it. Um, I, every part of the experience was, like, just kind of rolled up the hill a little bit more. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Like, it happens a lot with sequels where they put out the first one and it's like, all right, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then they put out the second one. I was like, "Wow, yeah." Um, and I really, I really dig it. Um, so if you own a Switch, um, if even if you don't necessarily play multiplayer games, this is a big thing, right? Like, there are a lot of people that don't like playing multiplayer games. They don't like dealing with the competitive mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. whatever. Splatoon is such a gentle multiplayer game. I mean, if you're playing during prime time in Japan, don't don't do that. But, like, just don't play during primetime in Japan. But, like, it is such a gentle game. You don't, you can just literally ignore people. And in most of your matches, you can just not interact with other people because you don't need to worry about kills. And you can still participate in the game. Um, I actively avoid other players most of the time. Um, And you can still participate and you can still enjoy it. Now, about that online thing, (laughs) the uh, the app is kind of hot garbage. With the exception of the fact that it's really cool um, because it does tell you what real-world object you have inked Uh the the footprint of. So right now we have have inked – last I checked, we have inked the footprint of the the Great Pyramid of Giza. (laughs) Spoilers, that's big. Um, (laughs) But there are other bigger milestones, and you can buy gear for your character using the app that is not available in the game. Huh, okay. Yeah. Um, that is strictly better too, like four star gear as opposed to one star gear in all the shops. So, um, which I think is kind of neat. Cool. Um, and what's best is you can buy it and it queues it up and you can buy it when you have the money. So even if you don't have the money and you see the item pop up, you can click it, buy it, and it just sits there for you to go. Um the voice chat's kind of lackluster. I, they, they're clearly, this is a round one. Nintendo's good at fixing things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, 
Use Discord. <laughs> you know, use Discord for now. But well, that's it. Uh, all right. Um, but it's very good. It's very good. Okay. It's very good. All right. Cool. I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. Regina is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. Regina, what else would you like to talk about this week? Well, I pretty much already like announced it at the start, so make sure you come <laughs> check out The Geek Embassy Watches Game of Thrones with our very own Nicole Tanner, <laughs> myself, and Isabella Oliveira on uh, The Geek Embassy. Episode will drop this Friday, both video and audio podcast, so go check that out. And if you haven't already, subscribe also to The Geek Embassy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. Steven, what do you want to talk about? Man, all kinds of stuff. So, um, <laughs> there is a article up on EngagedFamilyGaming.com written by one Nicole Tanner <laughs> dun, because dun, she's dun. decided, she's like, hey, I haven't written for a while. Let me just guest post for the two people that I know that, yeah. that won't reject my pitches. <laughs> um, so it's just little softballs out there. Um, it's about teaching, uh, multiplication using, uh, the Pokemon t- trading card game which i think is very fascinating and also the header image is a super adorable picture of isaac playing with their daughter which is super cute um and um so there is that um i completely forgot to mention that i played the destiny 2 beta we'll get into that next week Uh, but there will be a video going up on our youtube channel of me playing through the opening mission and talking over it and guess what Hashtag Steve is bad at video games. <laughs> so I got killed a lot. Um, it took four tries going through the opening mission to capture the video at the appropriate quality and to not embarrassingly die a lot. Well, um, that should be the and, best part. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, but like, we, we don't want the, 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 the opening mission was 45 minutes. Wow. Hmm. Right? So like, if we add in me dying a whole bunch on one of the bosses because I was playing one of the wrong guardians, because uh-huh. there really was a better guardian for my playstyle to get through, and I was trying to be cute and trying to play one of the different ones, and it did not work. Um, <laughs> so, uh, th- so we don't want the opening mission to be like an hour and twenty minutes because I kept dying. <laughs> so I just went back and recorded it again. But then it turns out that I was recording it at 1080p, which if you record it at 1080p, it becomes choppy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to downvote a little bit. I'm learning. I'm yep. learning, yeah. guys. I'm learning. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so keep your eye out on that. Um, that will be going up on the uh, YouTube's uh, probably sometime this weekend, hmm. as I am learning how to video edit it all by myself. Yeah, been cool. learning that too. Fun, huh? Yeah. You know what? You should make a playlist on your YouTube channel. That's hashtag Steve is bad at games. Yeah, seriously. It's just, it's just post all oh, it's... the stuff. <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, we're we're keeping all of the um, we're we're keeping all of like the B roll of me just getting murdered in various <laughs> games. Don't worry, there will be there will be something. Okay. It'll be there. All right, cool. Um, well, I guess that wraps it up for us this week. Uh, if you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to gamingwiththemoms at gmail dot com or tweet at us at gamingwithmoms. We love to hear from people. Uh, thanks so much for listening once again, and we will be back with you next week. Bye.